What is up, guys? Back with another episode of Custom Week Blues. I'm your host, Jay Shaw. Today is March 31st, 2020. Uh, day two of the league was a absolute doozy. A lot of games were played, a lot of shakeups, a lot of trades, and we're gonna go all gonna go over all that today. So, some things to note: some big trades that went down would be the first trade to mention was Cody Stashak and Miguel Sano went to the Tampa Bay Rays, and in return, the Twins received Chaz Rowe and the man himself, G-Man Choi. Quite a good trade there, quite a good balance. Miguel Sano, you got pop in the bat. G-Man Choi, solid hitter, pretty decent first baseman for this league. Uh, can't go wrong there, and then I believe two bullpen arms were traded as well. The Rays played a tight one with the Twins, 5-4 win for the Rays at, right after that trade. Uh, the Rays played the Twins again, and the Rays won 4-3, so two very tight games. And right after that game, we had a trade between the Nationals and the Mets. The Nationals traded Michael Taylor and in, turn, uh, in return got Jed Lowry. Um, good trade for both teams. Mets were hurting in outfield depth. Michael Taylor is a good piece to plug in. And the Nationals needed another bat, and Jed Lowry gets picked up and, I believe, playing third base for the Nationals right now. Right after that trade, the Mets had a game between the Angels, and the Angels did beat the Mets 3-1. to So, again, a nice, tight, low-scoring game. Uh, that's what happens in these six-inning affairs. Uh, a lot of low-scoring, 4-3s, 3-2s, things like that. Um, and after that game, the Angels had a game against the Rangers, uh, and the Rangers beat the Angels 4 nothing, blanked them. Really good play from the Rangers lately. Uh, they're sitting at 8-4 currently, so they're definitely a strong team to look out for. The um, Twins were playing the Mets consecutively while that game was going on, and the Twins beat the Mets 2-1, so really tight, low-scoring affair, pitcher's duel. Uh, the Rangers saw the Phillies, and they beat the Phillies 8-3, so... Very good performance from the Rangers. Again, going to be a tough out. Looking like a tough team to beat. And the Angels beat the Rays 8-6. So, uh, some tight games going on throughout the day. The Rays, someone to highlight on the team is Kiermaier. Absolutely disgusting year for him. Web gems throughout. Uh, good hitter. Good pop on the bat. We're going we're gonna to dive into some stats later in the podcast. Just doing a league rundown right now. The... Padres finally got on the board and started playing some games, you know, came around, and they played the Angels and blanked them 3 nothing. Uh, not sure if Paddock was pitching, but I wouldn't doubt it if he was. The Angels put uh, Castro and Pujols on the trade board, and the um, a trade ensued after that, but not with the Angels. The Nationals traded two big pieces, Patrick Corbin and Howie Kendrick, to the Padres, in return, the Nationals picked up Danielson Lamette and Hunter Renfro. So they did lose a really good pitching arm, but a really good bat in Hunter Renfro. The Nationals needed some pop, and the Padres did uh, need some starting pitching. Uh, and Howie Kendrick was a good bat for them, too. Hunter Renfro's been on a tear with the Nationals since, and we again, we'll get into that in a little bit. The Padres traded away Brian Dozier and Matt Stram to the Angels. In return, got Pujols and Brian Goodwin. And this was a big trade for the Angels. Both bats have been producing well for the, uh, or big trade for the Padres, sorry. Both bats in Pujols and Goodwin have been producing very well for them. Um, I'm not too sure how the Angels have been doing with Dozier and Strand, but I will check and let you guys know. Um, so right after that trade, the Nationals and Padres played a quick one. 
and the Padres did beat the Nationals 2-1. Uh, super tight game, could have went either way. The Padres owner even said that they probably should have lost that game, but that is a game of baseball sometimes, and uh, sometimes games go your way, sometimes don't, and that's just how it is. The Rangers walloped the Angels 8-4. Again, the, the Rangers are a team with a lot of pop in the bat, I guess. 8-4 win. Uh, either that or they've been facing lower-level uh, lower pitchers. Who really knows? The Padres and Angels um, had a game uh, ensuing right after that, and the Angels beat the Padres 4-0, so they did get revenge on the Padres after being blanked by them. The Twins played the Rays, and the Twins had a good one, 7-4. Uh, the Rays, a strong team, no doubt, but... It seems like once they get once their top pitchers are done, uh, they have some games where they give up five six runs. Uh, they have a good bullpen, but I know the Rays have had a couple deep games this year, and the bullpen's definitely been tired and and overused. Uh, you got to wonder was that Charlie Morton trade worth it? Uh, would would the Rays have an extra one here or there? But if you're just playing to make the playoffs, I mean sometimes you got to sacrifice pitching in order to get that hitting and uh, things like that. Um, the the Angels and Padres started another game to round off the series, I believe, and the Padres beat the Angels 8-5. So the Padres take two out of three there, but a good series nonetheless. Um, the Rays and Mets had a game, and the Rays beat the Mets 5-3. to three. So again, a good game. The Mets, you got to feel for them, just like the Nationals. Play a lot of tight games, but just can't seem to get it done. And you got to wonder if they're going to address those pieces before the deadline or not. And I'm going to dive into uh, some trades I think could happen, uh, as long as stats of players. Um, broken probably about a 30-minute episode today. The uh, Rays and Mets played another game following that, and the Rays beat the Mets 8-7, to so very tight. And as that game was going on, the Padres and Nationals had an affair that was 3-2. to Nationals had a little late-inning luster but could not quite get it done. Padres closed the door with Kirby Yates. Um, so after the Mets had consecutive losses and same with the Nationals, the teams made another trade. Starlin Castro went to the Mets as he was 0 for 10 with the Nationals. I think the Nationals were a little fed up. And they traded him to the Mets. Um, and in return, they got another uh, bullpen arm at Edwin Diaz, who a lot of guys aren't a big fan of, but he does throw hard. And he is good for about two outs, maybe one inning of work. Um, as long as you, you know, he sees the three batter minimum, uh, Diaz can get the outs. But, you know, you leave a mistake pitch with Diaz, it will go out of the yard. Uh, I believe he did give up a grand slant to, to the Mets later on. Uh, a game between the Angels and Rays occurred, and the Rays beat the Angels 2-1. to one. So again, the Angels, same uh, on the board with the Mets and Nationals, uh, and, and even the Twins. Teams are just playing these tight games, but are just missing a piece or two, can't quite get it done. Uh, the Mets played their first game against the Nationals for the year, and the Mets won 3-2, to two. so super tight game. Mets did close the door in the seventh inning after a home run with Cespedes to uh, go into the bottom half and close the door. Um, Twins and Nationals played, and the Nationals beat the Twins 4-3. A little late in life from the Twins, but a little too late. The Rays beat the Mets 5-2, so the Rays have been uh, dominant over the Mets this series. Um, the Nationals played another one against the Rangers, and the Nationals did get a win finally, 2 to nothing. So, a game between the Mets and Rangers uh, and followed after that, so the Rangers... A little exhausted with their pitching, did play the Mets, but the Rangers wowed the Mets 17 0. Uh, the Rangers are a team, it seems, that if you don't put your ace against the Rangers, you're going to get smacked around. And I think that's just a very accurate statement from what I've seen. Um, 
the Phillies finally get some life to them and actually made a trade. Uh, the Phillies trade Zach Wheeler uh, and Jay Bruce to the Mets. So two big players, I mean, two big names. And in return, the Mets trade Syndergaard, who was having a rough year, and Brandon Nimmo, who personally I don't know much about, but we will dive into. The Rays defeated the Brewers 5-3. Oh, sorry, this is just... So for you guys chiming in, the Brewers were the um, one team that forfeited. So uh, the commissioner of the league just gave three wins to everyone who uh, played. So when I go do the league breakdown, you'll see like the records don't add up to what the playing was. But um, just not everyone got three wins tacked on. So that's what was happening there. Um, it looks like that's probably going to round out day two of play. Uh, we had some big trades there. Uh, I think the I think the biggest trade I wanted to highlight would probably be either the Syndergaard trade with Jay Bruce um, and Zach Wheeler uh, and Nemo went to another big trade or another big trade to highlight would probably be the uh, Pujols and Goodwin trade as those bats have been really going off for the Padres. Um, just a good trade, I think, for the Padres to make. Padres have been, have been looking to get a lot of bats. I think they know that uh, they don't necessarily want to rely on their pitching, and their record's been pretty good of late, and I think their pitching's just been good enough to get them the wins. Uh, nothing insane, but just good enough. So let's dive into some player stats now. We went over some trades, um, and again, I'll talk about uh, later on this podcast some trades that they could make uh, in the future. So let's go over player stats. We look at the... We're going to start with the New York Mets. In terms of pitching, uh, the Charlie Morton pickup for the Mets has been absolutely crucial. Charlie Morton in 20 innings pitched has a 2-0 ERA and a 2-1 win-loss record. So, really good guy. 23 strikeouts in 20 innings. Only two walks. I mean, enough said. Charlie Morton, really good pickup for the Mets. DeGrom even has had a 3 ERA for them, so really good. But outside of that, it's been tough going for the Mets. Uh, a notable reliever, Justin Wilson, two innings pitched, zero ERA, and two saves. So, Wilson coming off the bench, not bad. Uh, another guy to look out for, Seth Lugo, four and a uh, four two-thirds inning pitched, one and one record. Uh, Zach Wheeler, six innings pitched, one and zero, oh, no runs given up. So Wheeler came over in that trade. Good to see, and that's the Mets pitchers to look out for. Uh, diving into the position players. There are a few notable names uh, in terms of hitting. We got Wilson Ramos, a catcher batting 367, unheard of, but Wilson Ramos, have yourself a year. Um, not bad at all. Not producing ribbies, but he is getting on base good enough. Uh, Cespedes is batting 250, but does have four home runs on the air, so a good amount of pop. Another guy to look out for, Pete Alonso, with three home runs, batting 333. So the, the Mets have some depth in hitting. 290 for Robinson Cano. We all know he is very slow. I believe he got thrown out from right field. Uh, Got to be embarrassing. Starlin Castro since going over to the Mets, batting 609. So where he didn't have success with in D.C., it looks like New York is his market, and he stepped up and played well. Even Michael Taylor came over from the Nationals, batting 357. A guy who really was just a bench player for the Nats got some new life in New York. That's about it for the Mets in terms of guys who have been hitting well, knocking the cover off the ball. Um, in my opinion, I truly believe we do. everyone has to watch out for him on a Cespedes. Uh, four homers on the year. He's not going to stop. Uh, probably their biggest hitter. Pete Alonso, I would say, as well. He's got eight ribbies, but he strikes out a lot. 
So you got to be careful. Uh, I'd say more with Cespedes. Going over to the Phillies now, let's talk about their pitching. Uh, not the biggest success. Uh, Nick Pavetta out of the pen. Four innings, no runs given up, so that's always good. And Syndergaard, since going over, has had good success. Six innings pitched, no runs given up. Uh, 1-0 on the year. So that's about it in terms of pitching that I see. Uh, uh, Zach Eflin's through five innings and a one ERA. So Zach Eflin looks okay too. Outside of that, the Phillies look like they need some pitching help. So hopefully before trade deadline, they address that issue and, and grab another piece outside of uh, Syndergaard. The position players look out for on the Phillies. Uh, I'd say there isn't too many. One good bat, of course, another good hitting catcher, JT Realmuto. Doing really good on the year, batting 353, two ribbies on this early season for them. Uh, Harper is in a rut, which is a big surprise, but we all know Harper is a streaky hitter, so maybe he comes out of it soon. Reese Hoskins batting well, 313, and Didi Gregorius, 688 on the year, five ribbies. Clutch hitter, you want to go to Didi, no questions asked. You got to wonder, will they trade Didi, Segura, or Kingry, three shortstops in their lineup, in order to adjust some pitching needs? Guys need a good hitter. Look for Didi. Look for Scott Kingley batting 333. Uh, out in the outfield, Adam Hazley batting 455. A low key name, doing pretty well. Nimmo since coming over in the trade, 091. Maybe he'll step it up. He's only had a couple at bats. Going over to the Brewers. Uh, sorry, screw the Brewers and no one likes them. Going over to the Padres now. Uh, we're going to go to their pitching. And the Padres, again, I know I address that they aren't the best pitching team on the market. It shows, but they get the run production. Uh, Pomeranz does enough to get by. He's 2-0 with a 3 ERA. So he does enough to get by. 5.2 innings pitched. Um, and that's the relief pitcher. Sorry. But he does get two wins, so he's coming in late, closing the door. Gets the wins. Craig Stammen having a rough year. Chris Paddock having a pretty good season. 0-1, but he does have 16 innings pitched. He is a workhorse. 3 ERA. Kirby Yates having a rough go of it. 2.1 innings pitched. Uh, 15 ERA, but somehow it's three saves. So he must have just got knocked around in one of his uh, games played. Jose Alvarado was a big acquisition for the uh, for the Padres. He has a two ERA and three innings pitched. Looking like a good guy to have on that team. Emilio Pagan as well is 2-0 out of the pen with a, uh, with a two ERA. And Patrick Corbin has been lights out for the Padres. You got to wonder if the Nationals are biting themselves for that one. Um, but... We all know that with the uh, in the Nationals, Corbin was not having the best success. So uh, they addressed it with Renfro, and it, it was a good deal, Corbin, for Renfro when we look at the stats. But Corbin, 14 innings pitch, 1 ERA. The Padres got that piece uh, come time. Uh, one more guy to note is Garrett Richards, one of the starters. Only one start, but he has a 1 ERA in it, so pretty good. Where the Padres really sell is in their hitting. Uh, they they have just a lineup to really scare you. Willie Adames batting 345 came over in that race trade. Tommy Pham batting 405. Machado 290. Um, no home runs for Machado, but a consistent hitter. Eric Hosmer, a guy everyone sleeps on, but batting 294 with 12 ribbies. So he's clutch. He's a clutch player. Um, another guy to look out for would be. Albert Pujols coming over in the trade, batting 438, and Brian Gooden batting 318. And Pujols has got uh, himself a dinger on the board, so a good piece to have. Kendrick not looking good in that trade coming over, but, you know, listen, they got a good piece in 
Uh, they got a good piece in Corbin, and Kendrick's only batting 227. So, rough go. You got to wonder if he'll wake up out of the slump. Uh, another guy to look out for is Trenton Grisham batting 313, a really low key player. Um, Padres owner, I talked to him. He said, you know what? I don't know what it is about Trent Grisham. I just like him. I just like him. I hit with him well. I said, hey, you know what? We all have those guys. Um, going over to the Tampa Bay Rays now, the league leading Tampa Bay Rays, sitting at 16 and 6. Uh, their pitching has been. Uh, has been sufficeable for the most part. Their relief pitcher, Diego Castillo, who is an absolute flamethrower, 13 innings pitched out of the pen. 13 innings out of the pen. Most starters don't have that. I mean, obviously, the Rays have played more games than all of us, but still, 13 innings out of the pen is nice for a year. No runs given up. That's impressive. Uh, another relief pitcher to highlight just for his win total is Dylan Batanzas. 3-0 with a 2 ERA and 7 innings pitched. Not bad. Nick Anderson closing the door. Four out of his five uh, save appearances with a zero ERA. So I don't know how he lost one. I guess it was a a wild run or a walk-in or something. But four saves. Uh, one starter highlight uh, out of the team. And really, the race starting pitching has not been good. Except for Blake Snell, who's thrown 19 innings pitched. Uh, with a two ERA. So the Rays are a team that rely on their bullpen, and it's clearly easy to see why. Best bullpen in the league, and they made a lot of trades to get that bullpen. They they brought over Andres Munoz, and they brought over Dylan Patanzas. Two big arms for them, 100%. Uh, Oliver Drake, I'm not sure why the Rays' owner was so high on him. He was pretty hyped about Oliver Drake, but it hasn't been pitching too well for him. He did get a win on the year, but a seven ERA. Maybe he sees Drake as bullpen depth come a... Uh, um, extra inning game or come a game where he's up by five or six runs and just needs to get an arm in there to get the job done. Um, the Rays hitting has been pretty damn dominant. Brandon Lowe has been on a tear, uh, 381 with nine home runs on the year. Austin Meadows, 382 with five home runs. So those are their dinger guys. And another guy to highlight, uh, an absolute love interest for the Rays owners, Kevin Kiermeyer. Batting 292, so a decent average, but he's got six home runs to boot. And a guy that doesn't have much power getting six home runs is impressive. Uh, another big name that came over is Fernando Tatis Jr., batting 423 with seven home runs. Uh, that's big production. Big production for a shortstop. And another big name is Miguel Sano, with three home runs, batting 351. Going over to the Twins now, if we look at the Twins pitching. Uh, Tyler Clipper out of the pen has been an absolute dream. Five and two-thirds innings pitch, no runs given up. Uh, another big name has been Trevor May. Hard guy, just a really solid reliever. 3.2 innings pitch, no runs given up. Uh, the, the Twins have had okay starting pitching. Jose Barrios has a 4 ERA in nine innings. And Oda Rizzi has a uh, 4 ERA in six innings pitch. So the Twins are doing okay in that aspect. When we look at the Twins hitting, uh, we're looking at the G-Man Choi trade coming over. G-Man Choi having a tear. 346 with four home runs. Absolutely killing it. Another guy to highlight is Max Kepler. We all know he's amazing. I fucking love Max Kepler. Batting 385. Jorge Polanco batting 370. Nelson Cruz 346. Eddie Rosario 308. Byron Buxton 296. This team, top to bottom in the lineup, can hit. There's no question. They can hit. Uh, four dingers from Nelson Cruz. Uh, four dingers or three dingers for Josh Donaldson. It's looking good. It's looking good. The Angels going over the Angels. Pitchers, 
Someone to look out for is Shohei Otani. 18 innings pitched, 1 ERA. But somehow he's 1-2 he's on the year, so there must have been some real ace duels. Another pitcher to, to look out for would be another starting pitcher, Felix Pena. 6 innings pitched, 4 ERA, not too bad. Where the Angels really excel is probably in the relievers. They don't have many, but the ones they do have get the job done. Cam Bedrosian, who has a really nasty break to his uh, splitter and slider. 4.2 innings pitch, 1 ERA. And one more reliever to highlight would be uh, Kenyon Middleton. No, uh, 0 ERA and, and 1 and 2 uh, one and two thirds. So that's the Angels pitching. The hitting for the Angels, we have Tommy Lestella batting 385. And you know, and now you can see why. I know got a, a lot of Owners wanted Tommy Lestella, but he is sticking with the uh, Angels. 385 average. Mike Trout batting 400 uh, with two home runs on the year in this early season for the Angels. Angleton Simmons batting 375. Their catcher, Jason Castro, batting 375. And Brian Dozier coming over batting 353. And yeah, pretty damn good trade for the guys. Pretty damn good trade uh, in getting that Brian Dozier pickup. Next, we go to the Texas Rangers, and their pitching has been sufficeable. Corey Kluber's got a 2 ERA through 15-point tonings pitch, so he's doing pretty well. Kyle Gibson has a uh, 2 ERA through 9.1 innings pitched, so he's looking good too. Outside of that, they've been struggling with starting pitching Lance Lynn, not having a great year. out of the pen, Brett Martin's doing well with a 2 ERA through 3.1 innings pitched. Other than that, it looks like the Rangers will need to address their uh, pitching, con- uh, their relief pitching concerns and even probably starting pitching concerns. You wonder if, uh, I know Joey Gallo's on the trade market. You wonder if someone's going to give up a big arm in order to get Joey Gallo. The position players for the Rangers, the Rangers are an offensive powerhouse team. Shinsu Chu, even in his old raggedy age at the age of 37, is batting 379. So, you know what they say, you know, veteran players, they do it best, and that's the truth. Five home runs for Shinsu Chu, so maybe he's taking roids. I don't know how people even swing the bat at 37 anymore, but hey, good for him. Elvis Andrews, another man who's just been consistently good for years, a true veteran, 459 with four home runs. Joey Gallo, 263, four home runs. But we always know Joey Gallo's never been an average guy. Still getting the bats, uh, still getting the bangs in, four home runs, 12 strikeouts. So he's just a live and die power baller. Uh, another good hitter for the Rays has been Willie Calhoun batting 359 with four dingers. But the real story, I don't know how, doesn't make sense, but Ronald Guzman, 10 home runs, 22 ribbies, 432 average. The man. Everyone doubted going into the year. Could be some great trade bait uh, in the future. You know, 10 home runs. His stock's going to be going up. We'll see what happens. Uh, so the, Ra- the the Rangers are just a team with pop across the board. Home runs from everybody. A team that hits for average. Uh, I mean, it, they're going to be scary. They're going to be scary come playoff time. And now we round off the list with the Washington Nationals. A team that has been... Just been playing the tightest games and just cannot get the job done. 
We look at their bullpen. One arm to highlight that's gotten a lot of work is Will Harris. Six innings pitched, one save, one win, three ERA. Max Scherzer is having a rough year with its six ERA. That's a surprise. Strasburg has been a nice uh, pitching prospect for them. 15.2 innings, four ERA. And one more good pitcher for the Nationals uh, was the one they picked up in the trade, Danielson Lamet. 8.1 innings pitched, three ERA. Uh, a few noting notable pitchers in the bullpen for the Nationals would be Sean Doolittle with three innings pitch and no runs given up, and Austin Voth with 3.2 innings pitch and no runs given up. Those are the few notable relievers for the Nationals. So a team that has had pretty good relief pitching, but in terms of their starters, uh, it's been a rough go outside of Danielson Lamette. Uh, Max Scherz just not had the year we expect from him. Position players, we look at uh, one guy who's been going off of the Nationals has been Trey Turner. Strikes out a lot. Strikes out thir- 13 times, but he is batting, as I mentioned, 342. Adam Eaton has been by far probably their best hitter, batting 429. Consistently gets on base. Um, Juan Soto not doing too hot, but he does have three home runs, batting 265. So he's in that Gala era, Gala style uh, hitting right now. It's been rough go outside of that. Um Ryan Zimmerman's been batting well, of course. Uh, the Nationals owner just talks about how much he just loves hitting with Zimmerman, batting 346. And two big players the Nationals have gotten in trades have panned out really well for them. Hunter Renfro batting 458 with five home runs for the Nats. Uh, he's been a great pickup. Again, they had to give up Corbin to get him, but they did fulfill a good, uh, a good piece right there. Jed Lowry batting 400 since coming over from the Mets. Uh, so, again, a good player out of him. Um, and yeah, so the Nationals are a team where not every bat in the lineup is good, but they got four or five good hitters, uh, can, can produce runs uh, every now and then get, gets a ball out of the park. So that is our stat breakdown for day two of ball or for the second day of play. Third day is going to be today. A podcast will follow tomorrow. Um, but before I go, I'm going to leave you with some, I think, some trade deadline predictions. Uh some playoff predictions and uh yeah so let's get into playoff predictions first so the Rays are 16 and 6 Padres 9 and 3 Rangers 8 and 4 the Phillies are sitting 4 and 2 the Angels are 6 and 5 the Twins are 5 and 4 the Mets are 6 and 6 the Nationals are 6 and 6 and of course the Brewers are uh, are out, already out of it so the top four teams make the playoffs and as of right now I think one lock you can make is the Tampa Bay Rays uh, 16 and six. We we only play. I believe there's only 24 games on the year. I think that I think the the Rays are, are finished their season. Actually, uh, yeah, the Rays are finished their season. So I think the Rays are good. 16 and six. I think they'll probably be the the two spot. I think they could be the one, but I think they'll take the second spot. I think the San Diego Padres will take the number one spot. And the only reason I think why right now the Padres are nine and three. They've played a lot of their hard games already. I think the Padres, if they can consistently hit, their team average is 295, which is pretty decent. Their slugging is 522, but they get on base at 341, and they have a 392 team ERA. So that's pretty low for this league. I think they're just a really good team. They get a lot of luck. They win a lot of close games, and I think they're going to end up being like 17-5. and I think they're going to go on a tear. Um, they might be 16 and six with the Tampa Bay Rays, and it could be based on a tiebreaker. I don't know how it would work, 
But I think it'll be San Diego Padres 1, Tampa Bay Rays 2. Shout out to Tampa Bay batting 327 with a 607 slugging. But the ERA is high at 509. But I know they rely on their bullpen more than their starters. I do believe the third spot will go to the Texas Rangers. And I just look at it based off their average. 343 average, 783 slugging. They make a good amount of errors though. 985 in the field. And a 4-5-4 ERA is pretty decent. I think the Rangers will probably finish the year. I would probably say... 13 or 14 and 10 or 13 and 11 to get that third spot and after this i think the fourth spot is totally up for grabs the phillies we have not seen much of only six games played uh really only three games played they did get the three free wins but really only three games played they have a seven era through a seven average i think this team needs to adjust their pitching before they have a shot at the playoffs the Angels, uh, Los Angeles and Anaheim, another team that needs to address pitching with a 5-4-3 ERA, but an okay average of 293. You know, it's enough to get by. I mean, look at the Padres batting 295. They weren't in games. So the Angels, I think, just need to address the pitching situation more with the 5-43. Fielding's great, 996 fielding. The Twins sitting at 5-4. and four. Um, I'm just going to do a breakdown of all the rest of the teams. So I think the top three, again, Rays, Padres, Rangers. And the fourth spot is going to be a team that probably ends up going 500 on the year. And my question, it's it's very neck and neck between everyone. Um, so the Twins are a team that that hits for uh, uh, hits a good amount of pop, 310 average, um, 365 on base, 477 ERA is a little high, but not too bad. They're not creeping in the five spot yet. They're just a team I think that has good pieces, but kind of like the Nationals and Mets, it's just not all there. They they're missing something. Now we go to the New York Mets, a team that hits good average, good uh, gets on base, 309 average, fielding's 990, not bad, but the ERA is high, 5.13. So again, the Mets are a team that I think needs to address more of the bullpen than the starting rotation uh, and find another pitcher. And now we go to the Nationals, a team that actually is really impressive. You look at the 306 average, 500 slugging, uh, the only team in the league to have perfect fielding at a one uh, at a uh, average even one and a 429 ERA. 429 ERA is actually the second best in the league behind the Padres. So this Nationals team, you almost got a feel for it. Very balanced roster too, but they're six and six on the year. They just can't seem to quite close out games. Uh, they've scored 40 runs and they've only had 34 against, but yet. They're not sitting too pretty for some reason. They're not They're not winning games. So the Nationals, I think, are a team that just have a little bit of bad luck. But if I'm looking at the stats compared to the other teams, I think the Nationals are a team that can go on a tear and potentially get the, the fourth spot. I think looking at all these teams I've rounded out, I, I personally think the Phillies just have too many pitching concerns to address, and I think they're going to drop down and will not get the fourth spot. I think the Angels are a team, if they can address their they're pitching as well will have a chance but i do see the angels just missing the playoffs uh i think you have a three-way battle between the minnesota twins new york mets and the washington nationals i think the angels could really battle too but again i think they need one more pitching trade to be there i think the twins mets and nationals are a team that maybe just need one more power bat um or well not the twins they're slugging 585 maybe the twins are a team that need one more bullpen arm uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to be between the Mets and the Nationals for the last spot. And I think right now, looking off of the 
stats, I would give it to the Nationals. Maybe I am biased since I am the owner. But looking at the current stats, I'd give it to the Nationals. But I could see the Mets winning some close ones as well. Just the thing is, the Mets have scored 37 runs with 49 against. Um, so I, I know it's not totally accurate because there was some forfeited games. But you look at that, it's a little concerning. Where the Nationals do have a positive run differential, not a negative one. And they're actually... Um, one of the few two, well, the twins have a really positive run differential too. So who knows? But again, I think the, the twins need to address something as well. So three-way race for fourth with twins, Mets and nationals. I'm going to give it to the nationals finishing the year 13 and 11 to get the fourth spot. And I think the twins and Mets will finish 500 or close to it. But again, it's anyone's toss up at that point. The angels are, I think a dark horse. And I think the Phillies just need to address pitching first before we can, really put them back in the conversation still anyone's league right now it's Rays one Padres two Rangers three Phillies four that's my rundown um and we're gonna uh this episode did run a little long so I will do trade talks uh in tomorrow's episode trade deadline talks uh I don't think every team's gonna pass the trade deadline uh it's maybe they will I don't know when is when's the trade deadline over how many oh four okay teams are gonna pass the trade deadline all right, well, if I have to look at the trading block, the only, so um, interested in trading, Alvarado and Manuel Margot and Joey Wendell are on the board for the Rays. I don't think any of those guys are going to go anywhere. Alvarado could go somewhere, but I think the Rays want to hold on to him uh, for the playoffs. The Angels are interested in trading Castro and Fletcher. Castro's been crushing the cover off the ball. So potentially someone makes a trade for Castro. I know the Padres are looking for a hitting catcher. The Rangers are interested in trading Gallo. That's the big one. And Corey Kluber, which is interesting. Um, so, in my opinion, I think you will see Gallo go by today. I think Gallo will leave today, but it's going to take a lot. The Nationals want to trade Gomes, Taylor Rainey, or Tanner Rainey, and Kurt Suzuki. Um, Suzuki was trying to get snabbed, snubbed by the Padres, but um, the this, a deal couldn't get done. I believe there was a Gomes trade... Uh, for the for the Padres, but again, just couldn't get done. The Mets pretty much want to trade everybody. They've already traded Nimmo and Syndergaard. They got Dominic Smith and Ahmed Rosario on the list. Um, I think you'll see Ahmed Rosario go. Uh, I don't think they really need him. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, so I think you will see Gallo go today. I think you could see Ahmed Rosario go today. And I think the Rays could potentially see Alvarado go today if the price is right. That'll wrap it up, guys. Thank you for sticking around. Stay tuned for tomorrow.